my god. I'm, I can't. What? Uh, yeah, you're totally like fucking with me now. No, you? you got me. You got me. Like, come on, man. This is usually you are off your game. Usually it's the other way around. I never get got. I do the getting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I got got. You Damn. should be a rapper. No. The tired rapper. Yeah, the tired rapper. Oh, yo, yo, check me out. I'm going to bed. I'm laying down <laughs> my head. I'm closing my eyes. I'm about to die. Uh, oh, wow. I know. That was genius. You guys know, you guys know that uh, rap a lot records rap label? You got your me. your label would be nap a lot nap a lot there we go nap a lot nappers delight yeah uh, i can hear it now yeah. uh, hip to the hippity fuck this i'm going to bed <laughs> gangster nap um <laughs> we're just yep. never gonna get this episode start uh, started sorry guys uh, <laughs> anyway Seller to Thrust. I'm Dan. And I'm Eric. And today we're going to be talking about three albums that we're going to review. Two of them are local, and one of them is on Fat Records. (gasps) You know, Fat Mike, Fat Mike's label. Yeah, you had a dream about him, and I think I edited out of the last episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just for people who didn't listen because Eric edited the story. Uh, Just very quickly, I'll recap. I had a dream that Fat Mike cooked me a burger on concrete while he was driving. Mm -hmm. It was weird. Anyway, don't ask me to explain. But uh, anyway, (laughs) these uh, three reviews were listener requests. So that uh, is pretty cool. Um, None of these are our picks. So that hmm. that's that's pretty cool. I yeah, that's I like true. that. Yes, um, it's taken us a while to get to these, by the way. So mm-hmm. you uh, listeners who um, requested these, thank you very much for uh, putting up with our delayness. Yeah, I didn't work? actually. Yeah, totally. Um, okay. No, it's not. we just invented but, um, it. Uh, I didn't actually know I could check the messages on Facebook. So, and I yeah. thought that yeah. like somebody had responded, and this is literally what happened. I forgot that I even responded, mm. and then I thought it was either me or Eric. So I sent Eric a message like, "Hey, I honestly don't remember <laughs> if I responded or you responded." And Eric's like, "Well, I sure as hell didn't," and I'm like. <laughs> Okay. Because that's how I talk. Well, yeah, that's, when that's when exactly. we communicate. Just like, I sure as hell didn't. What the fuck? No. <laughs> There's a lot of cussing that goes on yeah. between our communications Are outside you of the podcast. You know, you can only <laughs> talk to me on Mondays when we record. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh. But anyway, here we are with them. Uh, just a reminder we're on Transistor, Content Made Right, Spotify, Google. Amazon and most places you can get your podcasts. Uh, 
We also have Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. Hit us up on either of those for any mm -hmm. further requests, albums to cover. If you just want to say hi, that this would yeah. be the place to do it. General man. inquiries. General inquiries. Yeah, that's where you can find the FAQ. If you'd like to so, apply for a job with no pay. Uh, but less than no pay. I think less, you'd have to pay us. <laughs> less than no pay. That actually sounds like a pretty good rap name. Less than no pay. Uh, it's, but anyway. <laughs> it sounds kind of like Kaiser Sose. Kaiser Sose. Uh, yeah, see, if, exactly. I was, if I were that rapper, I would just, I would rhyme everything with Kaiser Sose. Yeah, that's... Every single line would end with Kaiser yeah. Sose. Every single response, every single, uh, what do they call those in rap? Punchlines. Oh, maybe all my style is based on um, Kevin Spacey's delivery. <laughs> that oh, man. No, I'm not going to do it, actually. It changed my mind. Yeah, that's that's fine. <laughs> uh, thank you to everyone who has listened and supported to this podcast. Uh, if this is your ending point, uh, I don't necessarily blame you, but it means a lot. We appreciate each and every one of you, except, well, uh, maybe Chuck. Yeah, he's but. the worst. I did have someone ask me who Chuck was. Um, and uh, so I think I should. Um, I know it sucks to even have to say his name. But mm -hmm. um, so anyway, if you're listening and we talk about Chuck, here's the deal. We Chuck is our friend. We both know him from when we were younger. And he's a, I don't know, a terrible monster. He's like mm -hmm. the worst person in the world. Um, the worst thing in the world. I don't even want to really call him a person. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we talk about how terrible he is. So that's, yeah. if, if that comes up during the show, that that's what's happening is we feel we need to expose him for the, the terrible presence that he is in our world. Mm -hmm. uh, mostly as a warning you know mm -hmm. yeah there's a lot of them out there yeah. uh you know there are more monsters out there besides chuck though there's a guy named gene yeah his last name is simmons oh that sounds bad yeah it's really bad he's a demon oh yeah. that demon yeah i know yeah, spits out blood and plays bass and yeah talks about how he didn't realize that the smashing pumpkins had a uh, keyboardist uh after he died of a heroin overdose. Oh, wow. Uh, oh. And also, uh, at one time, he said that rock music was dead. Mm -hmm. Rap stars are the biggest, are the bigger rock stars now. Okay. I kind of agree with that, actually. Yeah, it's, that's I mean, all right. I would say that that's, that's not inaccurate. But um, no, it's at least anyway, uh, closer to the truth than Sting saying that he's a heavy metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's a lie. That's an out and out lie. Yeah. Um, all right, we don't need to go into that though. No, we don't. Because what did this get demon worked up. do? This so demon. this demon, yeah, uh, went up and uh, he tipped an angel known as Dave Grohl one dollar on stage. So huh. the demons and angels are getting along now, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, I don't know it. This has been kind. I, I am going to say this. It's mm -hmm. been a pretty, at least for me, it's been a pretty slow, bizarre music news week. I haven't really found much of anything. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, what happened basically was Foo Fighters were doing a cover of calling Dr. Love by kiss. Mm -hmm. And then he just 
said, well, hey, Gene Simmons is here. And then Gene Simmons came on stage with a mask and everything and then tipped him a dollar. Are you sure he wasn't unmasked? (laughs) No, I guess that uh, he he was, you know, (laughs) I see what you did there. Yeah. Um, I heard that's a really bad album. I've never heard it. Hmm. I've never heard it either. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Why he tipped the doll? No, no. All it says is it was a bizarre moment, but a humorous one. And this is from Metal Sucks. Hmm. I find myself wondering if there's some kind of background to the joke. Regardless, the exchange was captured on fan filmed video. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. I wonder. Maybe Gene Simmons earned a bunch of royalties from them covering the song. (laughs) And so he wanted to give Dave a little bit of the royalties. He's like, this is the start of it. Yeah. When those big (laughs) Spotify checks start coming, I'll send you some money. (laughs) The other piece of uh, news that I got here, uh, it's Christmas time. Hmm. Not in Hollis, Queens, but in Nichols, Iowa for me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, We don't celebrate Christmas in Iowa City. (laughs) Yeah. Iowa City is a very, um, what do they call that? A... uh, Secular, uh, secular, secular yeah. city, secular city. No, we won the war on Christmas. <laughs> yep, there it's, it's over here in Johnson County. They're battling against Krimbus. <laughs> um, no displays there. Nope, none of that. None of mm. no, no festival of trees in the IC. Um, no. so anyway. Big Dumb Face, the project headed by, shall I say it, Limp Biscuit, oh. guitarist Wes Borland, yeah, is now streaming its new Christmas album. Oh, called Christmas in the Cave of Dagoth. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if those of you who are, uh, you know, not fans of Limp Biscuit, I don't know, man. If you're into like, if if you wanted to know what Ween would sound like in collaboration with like Rob Zombie. Mm-hmm. That's basically how I would describe Big Dumb Face. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Did you I, listen have you to, listened to that, Big Dumb Face at all? I listened to the I that haven't one, listened that one record. Uh Duke Lion Fights the Terror. Yeah, that one. Way back in like 2001. Mm-hmm. Something like that or 2002. Yeah, yeah. They had another one that came out not that long ago and hmm. I listened to it. It wasn't as good as that one, but I really oh. enjoyed Duke Lion Fights the Terror. Yeah, uh, but no, I haven't good. listened to the Christmas themed one. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty good. It's some would say it's better than Limp Biscuit. Wow. I mean, yeah, <laughs> wow. wow. I <laughs> don't even. That's... I don't even know how to respond to that because I've never heard Limp Biscuit. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you could know. tell me anything was better or worse than Limp Biscuit, and I would and just have to take your have... word for it. Yeah, you have no reference point. You know, it'd yeah. be like if uh, somebody said something is better than New Order or worse than New Order. Like I know of New Order. I've heard mm-hmm. Blue Monday. I've heard mm-hmm. Bizarre Love Triangle, but I've never sat down and listened to a New Order record. Yeah. So I love like- New Order, and you know, I don't know if someone said Limp Biscuits better than New Order. I guess I'd have to say, yeah, maybe. <laughs> you, you probably. I mean, even if you hadn't heard Limp Biscuit, it probably would be safe knowing <laughs> your taste in music that, yes, you would probably find it automatically. In fact, 
I would guess that like more people have Limp Biscuit CDs than uh, New Order CDs. Probably, but that was that's the record industry in 1998's <laughs> fault. Oh. Anyway, um, oh man, I love biscuits though. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. a good biscuit. Oh man, I like to grab them in the biscuits. Yeah, grab grab the limp biscuits. <laughs> oh man. Okay. <laughs> I, I just, got nothing either. <laughs> my brain just is toast. I don't know what to do about it. I, I, want, I want to be here and I want to uh, <laughs> be present and have fun, but my brain is dead. <laughs> no, I'm going to listen back to this and be like, we don't even have a half an hour of material. <laughs> yeah, no, it, that, that's kind of where it's heading. So that was all of our reviews for the day. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, all right, let's get to some reviews. If yeah, anyone is listening, they're not listening for this bullshit. They're <laughs> yeah. listening for reviews. I don't know so, about that. I've had people tell me they like the bullshit. Uh, do you trust these people? <laughs> well, one of them was your wife who told you. So hell no is the answer to that. <laughs> okay, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I okay. mean, not because she's evil, because she's my wife. It doesn't count. It's like if your mom tells you you're cool, it's like that's true. Uh, that's chances true. are you're extremely uncool if that happens. That's very, very true. Like she has to tell you that. Right. Yeah. And if you were cool, she wouldn't have to tell you that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, wow, that's a really good way of putting it. Um, yeah, I have a I have a good way of ruining everything for myself. Right. And those around me. There ain't nothing wrong with ruining things. Hell no, I'm a ruiner. I'm a ruiner. <laughs> okay. Well, before we get any further in bullshit, mm-hmm. you have a record to talk about, don't you, Eric? Yeah, I do. So um, kind of back to us not really checking the messages. One person that reached out to us was my friend Kelly. Kelly and I used to work together for a number of years. We were real close at that time, and then we've sort of grown apart after I left that job. But uh, we still like each other, and we need to hang out again someday soon. But anyway, uh, Kelly reached out and said, hey, you got to listen to this band, Get Dead. Dan actually asked him, like, well, which record should we listen to? And uh, Kelly said, just about anything's fine. And so we went with the newest one. It's called Dancing with the Curse. Came out in 2020. So I don't know a lot about Get Dead. They are on Fat Records. And they've been around for a little while. um, Since about 2007, I guess. Um, California, punk rock. Yeah, so I'll start with kind of what I took away from this record. And then I'll talk a little bit about something else. So this record, uh, Dancing with the Curse, is really good, really fun, a lot of energy. There's elements of pop punk, ska punk, and not just ska, like Goldfinger type ska, but maybe even like Voodoo Glow Skulls or something even faster. Um, I heard elements of Rancid, Common Rider, U.S. Bombs, uh, Fucked Up, maybe a little bit of catch 22 even uh, vocally um, just very hellcat records kind of feel to all of it. And it was super good. I loved the songs. I loved everything about it. 
but I kept getting this sense of like, wow, this seems really polished for what I thought my friend Kelly was really into. Cause he, for the most part, um, I should say Kelly was also in a couple bands uh, in the Cedar Rapids area, sadistic kids and um, epileptic cheetah. Mm -hmm. um, and so he's pretty well versed in punk rock and everything. And mostly what I knew him as listening to was more like maybe like crusty folk kind of punk rock, you know? And so, yeah, I thought this was a little polished. So I looked kind of back through the other records and realized that as this project has gone on, they have gotten way more polished, way more. I don't want to say poppy because it's like pop punk in any way, but it's like other elements have found their way into it. You know, like there's even a couple like disco beats, kind of like a like indie rock killers kind of stuff, you know, has worked its way into this newest record. But when I did listen through the older stuff, very much sounds like uh, the Pogues or Tossers, Flogging Molly, Against Me, uh, more of an acoustic crust folk kind of thing. And um, I actually enjoyed that a lot too. I would say that if you like any of that stuff, go ahead and listen through the whole discography because it sounds like to me that you're going to find something in there, you know, not even in eras, but record to record, you're going to find things within it that, that you like. I mean, if you are a fan of those things, like especially Rancid and Common Rider, I think it's very much in that vein. And then, like I said, a little bit like fucked up uh, things that are a little faster, maybe. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It's not something that I probably would have landed on myself. So I'm glad that Kelly brought it up and I'm always looking for punk rock. That's fun. Like I need some upbeat music in my life. I mean, if you listen to this show, you know, seven eighths of everything I pick is just unlistenable crybaby <laughs> nonsense. And so to have someone just have a fun, upbeat song, slightly political can get your blood boiling a little bit. I like all that. So yeah, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. what do you think, Dan? Well, first of all, before I get into the review of the record, um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I found out that I actually um, kind of know who Kelly is. Oh, um, okay, cool. The band Sadistic Kids, mm -hmm. um, my hardcore band from a long, long time ago, Girls of Comanche, played mm -hmm. with them oh, several cool. times. So, nice. um, uh, so that's the first thing. The second thing is that I watched the Fat Records documentary. The story of how Get Dead got signed to Fat Records mm -hmm. is funny as hell. Apparently, um, Fat Mike was kind of a little hesitant on signing them. Hmm. And I guess like <laughs> he was like driving home from, I don't know if it was like a party or maybe it was a show mm -hmm. that Get Dead were playing and he started to feel a little weird. And then he found out that they dosed him with oh, wow. acid. Wow. <laughs> and so fat Mike, when he came to, and he found out that that was the situation, mm -hmm. he was like, okay, that's it. I'm going to sign these guys. Like he was just <laughs> like, if, have they, gone either way. <laughs> if they have the balls to do that. I mean, wow. I, that's what got get dead signed to fat records. Apparently. Wow. So anyway, uh, just a little side note. That's hilarious. Uh, by the way, 
whether or not you're a fan of fat records, that is an excellent documentary. Hmm. And there's a lot of insight on that documentary. I think about the right way and the wrong way to run a record label. Mm -hmm. Um, And it also, the other thing that's great about it is it came out recently. So it touches on some of the issues of being an indie label Mm -hmm. now, instead of, it's not just like stuck in time. And, Mm -hmm. and uh, honestly, I'm, I've said it before, I'm barely a no effects fan, but I actually gained a lot of, a lot more respect for fat Mike after watching that hmm. documentary. Cool. Uh, so even if you're not a fan of no effects or fat records, I'm a fan of a few fat records bands uh, like mm-hmm. against me was on that label. But anyway, so I strongly recommend that documentary, but okay. Aside from all of that, um, <laughs> this record is also, I also, I agree with everything Eric said. It's really good. Um, I think it's just really great punk rock done really well there's a few styles uh that are on it uh i definitely hear like when you were talking about the ska element um Mm -hmm. i kind of heard some of the more rugged ska like well like you mentioned rancid Mm -hmm. i i hear elements of that but also like leftover crack yeah um Also the Broadway's and Lawrence arms. Some of the stuff kind of reminded me of that stuff and jawbreaker suicide machines was another one, Mm -hmm. but then there were a couple of moments that almost put me in mind of like early replacements, like Mm -hmm. in Husker do in a way. Um, It's really, really good stuff, man. Uh, There's not really much more I can add to it other than I really enjoyed it. I totally see where you're coming from with the polished sounds. Mm -hmm. I didn't get around to listening to the earlier records, but <laughs> Kelly did comment when I asked him, you know, what record he said that he really, really loves this record. Cool. But he also, he also did say that he kind of recommended that we go back and listen to the other stuff. So right. I'm actually glad you did that, Eric, because. Yeah. I mean, I listened through it. I wouldn't say I gave the full discography, you know, like long listens, but I, I did. I listened through it all enough to get a sense of how it got from where it started to where it is. So sure. Yeah. So yeah, all those bands blended with ska, hardcore, reggae, even a little bit of hip hop mm-hmm. is on there. Like the first, like the beginning is kind of a, this sort of almost bizarre intro where he's like rapping. Uh, the singer is sort of rapping, mm-hmm. but it's not really, it's, and it, it, it's really cool. It goes into the first song really, mm-hmm. really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're a fan of any of this stuff, I recommend. And, and I will say too, that this is uh, a little bit different than what I expect from like fat records mm-hmm. bands. It's definitely something, a, a, a little bit of a different flavor. So yeah. Yeah, I really nice. enjoyed it. Okay. So the next record we're going to talk about here is, um, from this project and i'm not sure if this is like kind of a one-off project or if like a one-off collaboration or if this is going to be a project that's going to continue putting out records maybe they've put out other records i'm not really sure uh it's called all the world is kayfabe and the name of this album is working on working myself into a shoot it is a collaboration between um the quad cities mc errol hem and then another 
rapper or a producer or maybe both named CK Pitts or CKPITS. And I think he also goes by the name Trey and he's from Atlanta. I, that's the best I can do. If I'm getting any of this wrong again, feel free to correct me, but Errol Hem is based in the quad cities while the other person CK Pitts is from Atlanta. At least that's what I gather. So this would definitely be considered local. Um, I'm not sure what part of the quad cities, I think it's Hmm. like rock Island maybe, but anyway, So what this is, this record is a concept record. It's a meta wrestling themed alt rap record. Hmm. And kayfabe is defined as the fact or conviction or convention of presenting stage performances as genuine or authentic. Mm -hmm. So wrestling. I do not know anything about wrestling. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have friends that are fanatical about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Wrestling is a huge thing. And somehow it's gained a lot of popularity in recent years. Uh, Surprisingly with people my age, Mm -hmm. but I know nothing about it. So I apologize. I did not really pick up on any references. I'm sure that there's references all over this. Um, but I did not pick up on any, I'm not sure if that's if it, about you, Eric, I don't know what your history with wrestling is. Um, but I will say that I absolutely love this record. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I enjoyed it from beginning to end. So it's very interesting hip hop. That's, I mean, the best description flat out that I can come up with. Um, the first and last tracks are almost like these ambient sort of, I don't know, Brian Eno, noisy sort of inspired electronic pieces. But then in between, uh, save for a couple of interludes, it's just straight up hip hop. Um, it's a very colorful kind of style of rap music. At times, I would say it reminds me like the lyrics or not even the lyrics, just the sound of the MCs at times upon first impression reminded me a lot of maybe something like MC Paul Barman or MC Front a lot. So like kind of the nerdcore rap, which really makes a lot of sense considering that I would assume they're probably nerding out on a lot of wrestling stuff here. Um But also as the record goes on, there's a lot more stuff that kind of starts happening. Um, The production on this thing, I really like a lot of the beats. It's kind of, kind of lo-fi sounding, but not, I mean, not really. It's, it's done really, really well. And I guess what I mean by more like lo-fi is some of the some of the drums just have this snap to it that I really, really like. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of it is, I think, very old school inspired. Like there's a couple of beats on here that legitimately sound like, I don't know, they could have been like, uh, what's that song? uh, It takes two to make things Rob bass. Like there's a couple of Mm -hmm. like beats that I legitimately thought, well, 
this is putting me in that kind of mood, like almost like this weird sort of like, I don't know, dusty sounding, you know, party rap, I guess, for lack of Mm -hmm. a better way to put it. But there's really just like a lot of, a lot of special guests all over this thing. And they each just have their own thing. There's, it's, it's almost like an assortment of like MCs that each have like their own personalities and things like that. It's, it's really fantastic. Some of it, I really would compare it to like Milo or his name now is rap Ferreira. Uh, I hear some of the open mic Eagle like type stuff or, project blowed like some of the more experimental kind of just art rap like artsy rap sort of mm-hmm. um some of the anti-con type stuff like cloud dead or deep, deep puddle dynamics but then i also hear a lot of like like i said um on some tracks i hear like kind of like an ode to like old school like you know some something that is kind of maybe putting me in the in mind of like 80s but not quite there like updated version of that or something it's futuristic but nostalgic in the same breath if if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. i don't know why this is giving me that sort of feel the beats are very sick very synth heavy at times the drums just sound great i wouldn't necessarily say that the record in and of itself is constantly experimental but i mean Mm -hmm. At the same time, there is some definitely some things going on in the production that I've never really heard before mm-hmm. on a hip hop record. There's just not really much more I can really say, but I mean, really, really well done, guys. Um, some more self-produced indie hip hop from the Quad Cities. This is this is really good stuff. If you're into any of this stuff that I uh, described, I would strongly recommend checking it out and. Uh, if you're curious about what's going on hip hop wise in the quad cities, definitely check this out. Check out OBS, check out whatever you can. What did you think of this, Eric? Yeah. The production here is it, for me, it was the star of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's because when I do listen to electronic music, a lot of times it's because it's, electronic music because it sounds like this you know and so i'm a little more well versed in that maybe than than hip-hop so i did enjoy the rapping on it i loved all the different styles and there are endless amounts of styles on here i feel like there was one guy that showed up a lot more and maybe that's the guy i don't know it was hard for me to figure out who was rapping on everything. Same here. Then there's nothing wrong with that. It made it more like a producer spotlight mixtape or something. Exactly. And that's awesome. That's fine. Uh, There was one guy that sort of had a delivery and a vocal sound like Violent J maybe, like a really Mm -hmm. gruff sound. Um, And that's not to say that this is anything like ICP, just the sound of the voice I heard a lot, but yeah, there are all kinds of people. There's people that sound like Busta Rhymes, people that sound like newscasters. I don't know. There's yeah, yeah. everything. All the, the rapping is really cool. It keeps it beyond interesting. Like mm-hmm. I think you're surprised every song by what you're yeah. hearing out of the rapping. But as far as the production, when it starts, it starts out with like 
essentially a power electronics track. It really is. I mean, it is just distorted screaming and noise. And and then all of a sudden that kind of bleeds into like a all like a comparatively a really normal sounding hip hop song. And yes. you're just like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. And as you move through it, there's elements of cloud rap. There's elements of just real drippy kind of stuff. And like really like tobacco uh slash uh black moth super rainbow level synth on a lot of things the vocoding that happens yep it's all really really cool really amazing stuff and to hear it all on the same record is really cool and to hear it with so many different people rapping over it is super cool the thing about the kayfabe element of this i didn't know what that term meant either until i looked it up i did realize it was about wrestling on some level because they there was a track called the Hardly Boys, kind of like the Hardy Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and like even in the song titles, they reference a lot of wrestling stuff. In the rapping itself, though, I didn't hear a lot of that. I didn't. I, I mean, I remember one thing about John Cena, maybe like it doesn't seem to be just chock full of wrestling references to me. Yeah. Uh, but then again, I mean, they might. I, I haven't watched wrestling since they tried to bring uh, Kane back and everyone laughed at him. And I was just like, Kane was the only guy I liked. So see, um, I don't even know who that is. I'm, uh, I'm... He had like the red face. He was like the kind of like hell spawn brother of uh, the undertaker. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, I think this maybe has a little more to do with the idea of what kayfabe means versus wrestling. That's kind of what I was thinking, you know, because yeah. it is like the idea of something being understood as fake. You know, there's a, a suspension yeah. of disbelief, you know, and and so I think that's what they're saying is like the whole world is that like we're well, all living under that guise. That's exactly you know? the first thing that kind of came to mind that I was thinking, like, I wonder if what they were kind of getting at was, you know, you ever heard that uh, expression, the, the world's a stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think with the phrasing, all the world is kayfabe and all the world is a stage, it's pretty much the same. So sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I loved it. I I want to go back and and listen to it more. I I think it deserves a little more of a listen than I gave it. So um, yeah, I agree one hundred percent. Also, um Errol Hem has uh done a lot of solo work and stuff like that. I really oh, want to cool. yeah. go back and kind of discover him yeah a little bit more so nice but yeah i hope that this can happen live in the future at some point or even if they just have more stuff come out i'd be into it so absolutely yeah absolutely um our last thing uh that we're going to talk about the group is called moscow puzzles um their tape that we reviewed is called an experimental arrangement of rabbits these Guys are from Iowa City. It's uh, Tobin Hoover and Tony Andrus. Yeah, so Moscow Puzzles. I would pretty squarely feel that I had to put this into um, the category of post-rock, but I don't think that description fits perfectly. Um, It's a drum and guitar duo. Um, 
but yeah, the songs are really great. Long, really pretty long. This is an EP, uh, four tracks, but I think it comes in at 25, 26 minutes. So pretty long pieces. It sounds to me like for the most part uh, with the guitar, they're building loops as the song goes on and adding to it and the drums playing along with it. And I think that's why it can't fit squarely into any of the genres I might mention while I'm talking about it, because you do have that sort of um, rigidity to the whole thing where a sample just repeats. It doesn't have, it doesn't move or change or flow or, or evolve. Um, it doesn't mean you can't do that within a song using loops. Um, and these guys do that quite well. It just means that it doesn't have the same feel as something jammy or fully improvisational. You know, it ha it it's it's more rigid than that, which kind of makes me feel like it has a bit of no wave element to the whole thing, mm -hmm. too. Kind of like um tuxedo moon or section 25 or something like that maybe um because it has that kind of st sterility to it it's it's just kind of cold um but that doesn't mean that it doesn't move and and have a lot of feeling it just like i said it just means it it doesn't move the same way but because of that yeah i think it's definitely somewhere between post-rock and and no wave and it is a little jammy like it's a, a little like Fugazi, I think, at moments. Also a little bit like Mogwai in, in the way that things grow and whatever. But also some of the guitar work ends up being kind of bluesy, kind of rock. And that's a, a thing you don't hear that often in, in, in this kind of music. But I think it warms it up and I think it makes it a little more accessible, not so um, cerebral even though it is very cerebral, it's not completely like it does have some feeling to it. I think it, it, it's super fun. I think that you could listen to it a couple different ways. You could listen to it um, as sort of a detailed immersive kind of listen, like you really pay attention and um, really uh, listen to every nuance that's happening, or you can just chill to it. And I don't want to say I'll have it on in the background. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I think you could go about the way you listen to this a couple of different ways. It lends itself to that. Yeah. And I hope uh, to see them play live. I, I don't know if this is a live project. It looks like they've had shows in the past. So if they play again, I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out. Because I think it'd be really fun to watch them build these songs live too. So yeah. What do you think, Dan? Yeah, um, I, I really enjoyed it. This, this, upon first listen, it really put me in mind of the uh, school of bands that was kind of coming out and kind of became fairly popular in like the early to mid 2000s, which mm -hmm. of course, instrumental post-rock. Mm -hmm. So immediately some of the names that come to mind are like Tristeza, uh, Cancer Conspiracy, Explosions in the Sky, Mono. But there were definitely some other things going on as you said at times it gets pretty like rigid and mm. you know it, it it's very rhythmic and i see what you're saying about the loops because the way that like i almost kind of thought it almost if this makes any sense it was there was like a rep 
a rhythmic repetition to mm-hmm. like a main riff, but mm-hmm. then they kind of kept overlapping with these other things that are happening, creating these layers at times, yeah. which I thought was really, really cool. And that's, you know, that's, that, that kind of happens a lot in this style of music. This is going to sound kind of bizarre, but I almost think like in metal, a band that kind of does that is like Meshuggah, you know, mm-hmm. or something like that when it comes to the repetitive repetitiveness sort of, which is not a bad thing at all. Like you said, it's kind of, kind of jammy, but there's a lot of layers and it was a really interesting to hear where they were going with these songs. Mm -hmm. I want to point out that the end of a crime story Mm -hmm. was particularly interesting and awesome Yeah, uh, because it all of the sudden, just out of nowhere, seemingly, goes into this really fuzzy, noisy, distorted, almost like drone. Mm -hmm. And the song just kind of abruptly ends. Yeah, And it's just, that's where I definitely can hear like some of the, like you were saying, the Fugazi elements or like Mm -hmm. the no wave elements. There was also another, another track. Uh, I think it was actually the next track where they kind of did that in the middle of the song Mm -hmm. for a little bit longer of a time. And it just, it just added so much like to the listening experience at that point in the, uh, in the record. Um, Yeah. Some really great guitar tone going on here. Um, Really enjoyed it. I love the way that everything just kind of came together. Um, And yeah, it just, it sounded like a couple of guys just kind of having fun playing like this kind of music and experimenting mm-hmm. with what they can with effects and things like that. And this sort of instrumental post-rock always intrigues me mm-hmm. whenever I hear it. Um, yeah. Really, really good stuff. Yeah. I love the time signature on the last song too. Coordinado. Mm-hmm. It, uh, yep. it, it's one of those moments where you can sort of feel that someone made a, a loop and then the drummer sort of adhered to this uh, almost forced off timeness. And it, it, it just, I really like that. I love it when, yeah. um, it's when a beat doesn't seem to make sense, but it's going, you know, yeah. and you're just kind of like, I guess that's the beat and you just have to find yeah. your way into it. And I think that's awesome. So yeah, yeah, it was know. definitely, definitely really good. And it, it sounded to me like an experimental arrangement of rabbits. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a fitting title for this. Yeah. Have you ever heard the cancer conspiracy before? No, Eric? I haven't. Uh, it's good stuff. That is a, like, in my opinion, one of the great lost hmm. instrumental post-rock bands from that era. Do they have a lot of stuff? I don't think so. I think they only had a couple of records. And to be honest with you, I'm going to have to look it up. Well, okay. I'll look around and check it out. Sounds yeah. Cool. To me, that was like probably my favorite band that did that style, actually. Nice. Nice. Should I talk about the upcoming shows? Well, yeah, man. I mean, All considering right. we just talked about two local acts. All right. Let's, let's talk about some local shows. Well, let's get into it then. Okay. So <laughs> tonight, Thursday, the 16th, Good Morning Midnight, TV Cop, Abandon Sea from Casey and Nerver from somewhere else in Missouri. Uh, that's going to be happening at Gabe's Oasis in Iowa City. All right. So then 
we have quite a few things on Friday. Um, and some of these things, I don't necessarily know who they are or what they play, but I've done my research and they are local and they sound cool to me. So mm-hmm. uh, first things first, Seth, Chloe, or Chloe and the Silver Liners with Red Coat and Juno Kaplan. That's at Lefty's Live Music in Des Moines. Then this is at Proof Social, which is Muscatine. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's a Muscatine. All right. I was like, that so, sounds very familiar, yeah. oddly. Eugene Levy, Cross the Line Release Party. So mm, wow. I think that'll be cool. I'm sure there will be other groups playing, but I don't have that info. Um, I don't even know where I got this info from. But yeah, that'll be a thing to do in Muscatine. That's pretty cool. Cool. Um, then we have Anthony Warden and the Illiterati. Um, Spectre Poetics Wave Cage. Um, and that's going to be at Gabe's in Iowa City. This is all Friday still, guys. Friday the 17th. This is at the Gas Lamp in Des Moines. It's Hookshot, The Slow Retreat, Nubby, and Three Finger Betty. Then we have the New Bodies, Look at Me, The Haunted Hallows, and Danny Wolf. That one is at Lefty's Live Mm. Music in Des Moines. And then a show, this is still Friday, the Mm. 17th. This is a show I would really like to make it to, and maybe I will, but maybe not, because Fridays are hard. Um, this is The Mall, White Bats, Nani Perry, Pseudo Reality, and Blue Movies, Who Rule. Mm. And that's at the Noise Bar in Davenport, which I that wanted to check like out a- in forever i've wanted to check it out so that sounds like an awesome show right there yeah i know um it also lists the venue as bootleg hill honey meads so Mm -hmm. i don't know what that is if it's the same thing as noise bar or if i don't know the meadery slash noise bar so with all that information you should be able to find the show but yeah i would really love to go to that but who knows so that's all on friday now on Saturday, I'm only telling you about this because I think it's interesting. At the Raccoon Motel, which is in the Quad Cities, it just says mystery show. And hmm. it says mystery show, special guests being flown in from L.A. for hmm. one special night. You won't want to miss it. Wow. Yeah, I know. So that's why not? Yeah. It sounds kind of kind of cool. Um, and then, uh, we have sorted non grata life in the fire. And that is at the gas lamp in Des Moines. Hmm. Um, and then let's see, we'll keep moving along. Uh, okay. For all of our wrestling fans out there, um, which I guess we have some this is jeff hardy who's one of the hardly boys from the song wow he's doing an acoustic set in des moines (laughs) at xbk live um 
and that is Sunday the 19th. I don't have any more info than that. Now, is that really the same wrestler? Like It absolutely is. Yeah, wow. yeah I think he's in town for a wrestling thing, but in, he's also doing this um, performance. Wow. Yeah, so if you want to do see acoustic performance by Jeff Hardy, then I guess you better go there. That's That's cool. Yeah, and then... Uh, Wednesday, the 22nd, we have Rat Boys with Penny Peach. Mm. Um, and that's at the Raccoon Motel as well. And then also that night, we have Sioux City Pete. It doesn't say Sioux City Pete and the Beggars, just Sioux City Pete. So I don't know if that's a solo show or what. But anyways, if you haven't seen Sue, seen Sue City Pete, that's hard to say, then you <laughs> should see him. And then Peter's 1914 Tough Ghost and Heavy Gratitude. And that's going to be at the gas lamp as well. So that's a heck of a lot of shows. That is quite a few shows. And you know what? I just now thought of something. Do you remember what? when Billy Corgan bought a wrestling team in Chicago? I did hear about him yeah. owning wrestlers or something. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was kind of like a kink thing though. I thought he was just, you know, like, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> never mind. The, the album off. by Nirvana? Kink thing? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Kink thing. <laughs> That's I my mean, favorite Nirvana record. I'm sure that Kurt Cobain liked the kinks. I mean, you know, like, so. Oh. Yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah. No, I mean, like that's, that's Billy Corgan's thing. Owning giant muscle men. Yeah. 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 He might be, I don't know. I get it. Well, no, you, you said never mind. So Nirvana record. Yes. I see. (laughs) You know, the one that's getting sued. (sighs) By that, by that big muscle man, muscle baby. Billy Corgan's muscle men are suing. Never mind the album. Jesus. Oh my gosh. Uh, but I, I gotta say though, man. Yes. I was listening, or I recently came across an old performance of Smashing Pumpkins during mm-hmm. the uh the tour that I saw them at, the Melancholy tour. Yeah. And dude, I forgot how freaking awesome that song XYU is. Mm. Do you know were you ever a pumpkins fan? I was not, not crazy, but I really liked them a lot. Okay. Well, dude, somebody in the comments made this, I think one of the most accurate statements ever. And that is smashing pumpkins are the heaviest non-metal band of the nineties. Just like that song in particular, and a few other songs off melancholy were borderline metal songs. I mean, just in there. You know, and it's it's just crazy. So makes sense that uh, Corgan was a wrestling fan. Yeah, yeah. I I really like the Smashing Pumpkins. I don't they really good. I know that I there was a time when that wasn't cool or whatever, but I I don't care. I yeah, I don't care either. I mean, there is a point I stopped listening. I got to be honest. Sure. It sure. was pretty much melancholy. Sure. But that and everything before phenomenal. Oh yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Gish. Siamese dream. Oh man. Oh baby. That's, that's the stuff. Those muscle men are coming through. Uh, 
<laughs> oh man you started it eric i know i know i was just thinking like that's my kink i want i want to <laughs> smash i want to smash with the smashing pumpkins <laughs> i can imagine a group of muscle men carrying uh billy corgan <laughs> on their shoulders like an emperor um <laughs> I, I, don't, I bet that's happened. I bet it's happened. He's got to have the shaved head with the zero shirt. Oh, like yeah. it. Oh, yeah. It just and, doesn't work any yeah. any other way. And then, like maybe, maybe just like a uh, I don't even know, like a toga over yeah. his zero shirt. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 What, a, what an image. <laughs> we go, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised he didn't think of that already for like a photo shoot. Yeah. Hmm. Well, crazy. Uh, so yeah, uh, <laughs> what we learned from this episode is Billy Corgan likes muscle men. Sure. And we learned what kayfabe means. Yeah. Well, what else did we learn? Very little. <laughs> it was just if a- anything, I mean, yeah. man, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I, I, I feel legit bad about, um about my uh performance no this isn't a performance (laughs) this is just me talking you sound like man all the world is kayfabe you you sound like you just gave like a bad performance like yeah you know i I think i did i i don't think so i thought it was pretty good man i would give you an oscar is that one of the muscle men's names? Oscar. Yeah, I give you an Oscar. Oh, uh, here comes Muscle Oscar again. Muscle Oscar. <laughs> that would be great if he's like naming his muscle men as Muscle Luke. Yeah. Muscle Isaiah. <laughs> like he starts getting into like these really like crazy names. Oh my God. But uh anyway, um, Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm glad that you, I mean, I wasn't like trying to be funny there. I was just literally like just saying thank you for listening. And Yeah. Thanks for listening this far. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and thanks for your continued support and yes. listening next week when, when I won't be worthless. I'll be a little less worthless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I promise. All right, guys, you all have a good week and uh, have a good night, everyone. Bye. Bye. (laughs) I want to be here and I want to uh, (laughs) be present and have fun, but my brain is dead.